Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Skewed and, Re ah, Skewed and Review TV. I'm your host, Gareth Von Kullenbach, creator, reviewer, lead reviewer, and uh, editor of Skewed and Reviewed. We also have Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine, which is a quarterly publication. We have a um, obviously this, and we also appear, or I also appear, on the BJ Shea Morning Experience on KISW FM 99.9. You can catch them on live at KSW.com. Or catch him every morning from 6 to 10. I'm the film and game guy for the show when I make regular appearances. We'll be having a post-packs thing coming up. We also have a special project we're not quite ready to talk about yet. We're just waiting for a final A-OK -okay from the powers that be on that. And uh, those of you that follow me, you also know that I um, make uh, regular speaking appearances at various conventions throughout the Northwest. Tonight we're going to talk about some upcoming video games. We're going to talk about some upcoming movie and movie news have a few clips, maybe have a little contest or two, and uh, time allows have a PAX preview. No, we're a little up against the clock tonight because uh, Darren has got some celebrating to do tonight. He's turning 21, and uh, <laughs> he's going to be able to have that beer legally tonight, and I'm trusting all of you out there to make sure that it stays sharps only. <laughs> Yes, like that guy in the Big Bang Theory that Thank can only you. talk to women when he's drunk. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was talking to Summer Glau on a train and chatting her, you know, the girl from Serenity and uh, mm -hmm. Terminator, and he's chatting her up, and he's making really good time, and his friend, Wallowitz, is all ticked off because he, he bombed with her badly, and he looked at the beer, and he said, oh, my God, he's drinking a Sharp, so it's non-alcoholic. So the guy's just chatting away, just doing really well with her, and he goes, hey, buddy, look at your beer. Would you like another? <gasps> Why, that's non-alcoholic. And all of a sudden the guy goes, eh, 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 and, he's, and he couldn't talk to her anymore. So anyway, for some wow. reason it made me think of you on that regard. So nice. if you are driving tonight, please stay off the road. Darren will be out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, walking. So either way. I'll be out walking. Uh, so starting off with the Hollywood news, I saw Piranha 3D. And this is my story on it. It was dumb. It was gory, and my God, it was a hell of a lot of fun. They did a retro throwback film. They didn't care about plot. They didn't care about character development. It was very simple. We got a bunch of college kids on spring break, a good chunk of them with their top off. We got a bunch of these prehistoric nasty piranha. They're eating everything in sight, and we're going 3D. Let's have fun with it. I have never seen so much carnage in my life. There were some takeouts that were just, you know, amazing. And uh, the funny thing about it was they filmed it down in Lake Havasu. And, uh, you know, obviously spring break. And they, they had thanked in the credits the extras because some of these people were some troopers. You know, they were a little more than just a few seconds on screen, no line. But they were caked in gore and just pieces hanging off them and everything and so you could tell some of these people they said look you're an extra you're getting your hundred bucks a day uh you're not going to get any lines and oh yeah we need you to lay down for about an hour and take about three hours worth of makeup to get to get you set and they it looked good and uh, the funny thing about it was yeah unfortunately it was 2d converted to 3d like everything in fact you know we've railed on that for a while 
uh, James Cameron and Michael Bay are actually coming out now saying, you know what, if you don't film in 3D, don't call it a 3D film. And, uh, you know, there's a huge trend. Most of the movies coming next year that are being touted as 3D are not 3D films. They're 2D that's slapped together in the lab to add some effects. Now, I will give some credit to the guy who did um, Piranha because he makes a valid point. He said, look, the thing was planned from the ground up to be a 3D film. Problem was, when we went into filming, you can't use the 3D cameras underwater. He said we had a real problem with that. And so basically they said, all right, they came up with an idea, a way to film and use the lighting and the angles the same way they would for a 3D film. And he said, well, you know, while it's not true 3D, at least it's pretty close to it. So, you know, give him a pass on that. At least he was honest about it and uh, had a $10 million opening, which was solid, if you know, not spectacular, but solid for a film like that. And uh, this morning it was announced that Piranha 2 is in the planning stages. They were so impressed with the very for the film, which is unusual because usually this type of film the critics lambaste, but I think people got it. It's a parody. It had, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is one of the most graphic, disturbing, and funny scenes, especially if you're a man, that you will ever see in the film. And, you know, even now, two days later, I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, I didn't really just see that, did I? And uh, the answer was, yes, I did. <laughs> and it's, I think it's going to go down as one of the most notorious moments in cinematic film history. Especially since it involves a name actor. I do not want to know, do I? Uh, no, but you, you will. You will uh, I, I, if I told you, you'd be thrilled. You'd go and see it, but then you'd say, you know what? It, it would ruin the surprise because it is something else. Uh, so anyway, Piranha 2 is uh, obviously in 3D. It's in the works. So what we're going to talk about tonight, and uh, well, I'll, I'll tease this. On our webpage, scanr.net, we have an interview for The Conduit 2, which is the brand new game that is coming from Sega for the Wii. It's obviously the sequel to The Conduit 3D Shooter. They will be showing it at PAX. We have had lots of PAX invites arrive in the last week or so. Sony is going to be rolling out the big guns. LucasArts has confirmed that, oh yes, they are most certainly going to be there showing the Old Republic, The Force Unleashed 2, and some of the new Star Wars games. I'm playing the Clone Wars massive online beta right now. Warner Brothers is going to be there showing off Fear 3. And uh, one of the things that I'm really, really thrilled about is that um, we've got uh, some news about some of the really interesting games that are coming out. And uh, that is the fact that not only is Sony going to be there showing off the new stuff, Microsoft is going to be showing off some of their new stuff. And uh, we have a really special announcement we're going to be making a little later in the show about uh, a company that has uh, come forward and said, yeah, yeah, we're going to be at uh, PAX this year. And we've got, some, got something really special to show you guys. Anyway, that's later on in the show. For right now, uh, we're going to talk about an interesting little um, segment that is happening in Hollywood. There is a little bit of a fight going on right now. And it involves two films with a similar uh, storyline. The Chera Production House. So I'm going to go back to the Wayback Machine, Darren, right about to the time you were a teenager, 19, yeah. 1970s. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. More likely when your parents were teenagers. Yeah. Uh, no, but okay. In the 60s and 70s, as you uh, may well know, that Hollywood likes to run on themes. We had a popular theme back in the late 60s and 70s was the disaster film. 
he had the airport films, the Towering Inferno, the original Poseidon Adventure, Earthquake, Swarm, you know, Volcano, which basically took an all-star cast, put them all together in a disaster-filled situation, and it was the big, you know, who's going to live, who's going to die. Irwin Allen was the king of the, the film. Over the years, Hollywood has followed certain trends. You had, for example, after Jaws hit it big, you had, you know, the killer creatures from the sea. You had tentacles. You had Barracuda, which were very cheap, low-budget films. You had Piranha. You had Orca. As we, as we got into the modern day, uh, you started to have themes like, remember when the giant rock from space was all the rage because you had armageddon you had deep impact and they were all like right there and i think there was another one if i'm not mistaken it was uh uh shortly before that and they all basically had the same premise this giant rock is going to come and wipe us all out and blah 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 we got to get this happened um god darn for the life of me what was that film there was deep impact and there was another one just like it and it was right between that and armageddon you yeah, 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 yeah. You know the one I'm thinking about. There's also that was Deep Impact. There was another. There was another one right at the same time. They both literally had the same ending. Um, another prime example would be um, the volcano movies. Yeah, Dante's Peak and Volcano, right? You know, really close to each other. Uh, really prime example was you had Deep Star Six, Leviathan, and then the Abyss. All now the Abyss wasn't the quote monster on the loose, but they all involved. The, you know, the team of people submersed underwater against a supernatural element trapped. And these were all boom, 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 boom. Well, Hollywood is going back to, uh, you know, this. The, real, the big thing right now is the alien invasion that's hitting the planet. So you have this one company, and it's called Hydrolux, and they do FX. They did things like Fantastic Four, Return of the Silver, Rise of the Silver Surfer. They did, oh, geez, where else? You know, where do you begin? They did Alien vs. Predator, part of that work, because the two, the two brothers called the Strauss brothers, they're involved with that. They do the FX. They directed Alien vs. Predator Requiem. They also had a hand in doing a lot of music videos. They are uh, filming uh, this movie called Skyline, which is one of those alien invasion films. Now, Skyline is being done on like a $20 million budget, I'm told. Think of it as a, quote, words, Clover-esque style film. You know, much more intimate, smaller budgeted film it's up against a film called battle la which is a big budget film aaron eckhart michelle rodriguez you know aliens attacking it's about a marine platoon in los angeles but the whole country's under siege and this is what's you know this is what's happening now the battle la obviously has a much much bigger budget and uh they are suing the production company skyline claiming now skyline is scheduled to hit theaters first they are claiming that skyline since they share the same fx house and that the directors of skyline are involved with the f uh, the fx house is using special effects that were bought and paid for for battle la exclusively uh, the, the official word is equipment that was paid by sony for battle la has been misappropriated for use in skyline and they put a cease and desist order on them. So I'm thinking, oh, really? Well, this sounds like the kind of thing I love. Good old Hollywood scandal. Got some dirt going on. So I said, all right, let's have a look at the two and let the fans see what they uh, think about it. So up first, we're going to show the 
trailer for Skyline. And then we have a very quick teaser. Now, I, I do have to apologize. They really did not give us much footage. And I had to dig this up from Comic-Con. And this is all they showed us because Battle LA is under some severe wraps at the moment. But right up, we're going to show you the uh, trailer for Skyline. And then we'll be right back. Stephen Hawking, astrophysicist and arguably one of the smartest people on the planet, warned us about the possibility of aliens from outer space. Hawking says that if extraterrestrials visit us, the outcome might be similar to when Columbus landed in America. In other words, it didn't turn out too well for Native Americans. So that's Skyline for you. And uh, up next, we have Battle LA. And like I said, it is a very, very quick clip. I had to go through a lot of trouble to get this. But you can get an idea. We're going to show it. And if Darren is able, we're going to try to run it. So it's like it's just a two to three second clip. But we're going to try to run it a couple times for you just to give you an idea. And then we'll come back and finish up on that. And here we go. Actually, we got a little ahead of ourselves. Talk about a teaser of a tease. That is the trailer for the new Harry Potter, and we will be showing that uh, a little later in the film. But they were right next to each other in Darren's queue. Yes, I am invisible. La -la -da 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 -da. While that's very, very, very brief footage, it does give you an indication of the scope of the film. There's quite a bit of difference. You have one film that appears to be a much tighter character piece with a few wide FX shots. You have one that's basically going to be, as you saw there, a dozen helicopters in a firefight. And that's just the teaser. You're going to have aliens running through the cities, point-blank range, engaging the Marine Corps. 
And one of the things about the film that's got a lot of attention is they said these are not going to be these gung-ho, larger-than-life soldiers. They're going to be guys that are basically, in essence, freaked out going, you know, we signed up to fr- protect the country. Nothing in our training and experience, pr- you know, prepared us to defend something coming from space. But uh, we're going to do everything we can to stop it. So anyway... Keep that in mind as it, it bows ahead. Obviously, um, you know, Skyline's going to be out first. It's got a smaller budget, and Battle LA has got the bigger budget in the studio. So keep that little um, trouble in mind, and we'll see how that plays out. Well, we had a little bit of the uh, suspense taken away from you, but uh, we do want to show the two-part Harry Potter um, trailer that is coming up for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows first film will be out in november the second film will be out in july it will conclude the series a much much darker and more mature themed harry potter film that deals with life death and love on a grand scale as well as loss sacrifice and heroism the film is presented in 3d by warner brothers and yes you can bet it was converted post fact uh because that's been their uh their um standard up to date But uh, despite all of that, the film looks very solid. It's looking to be an epic finale to the series. And uh, this is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. sign of him, my lord. Harry Potter. The boy who lived. to die. Something worth living for.
Darren, I'm going to go on record. I, th I think that's going to make a little bit of money at the box office. <laughs> yeah. That film's so nice, uh, you'll see it yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. I mean, I, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so. You know, I wonder. I don't think they will do it, but I'm curious for the beginning of part two if they're going to have a recap. That would be interesting. I mean, Like they do on theaters. TV shows when they stop for season, they yeah. recap and... I just don't see them doing that because they're only six months apart. They've they, never done it before for any of the Harry Potter films. I mean, you know, I figure if if you're going to that movie and you don't know what happened before and what's happening, you're in the wrong. You know, I, I have something to say about that. And I was recently um, had the chance to interview. Um, oh gosh, come on, what's Neville. his name? Neville Longbottom, but yep. what's his real name? Devil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a chance to interview him, and you know, the guy who went on the interview right before me—I'm not going to name where he's from. <clears throat> Bob River Show. The Bob River Show. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I'd maybe watched some of the movies, but didn't know much of the back end story of the, what happens in the books. Oh Jesus! You know, and he's <laughs> talking to this, talking to him, and you just—you know that he has not read the seventh book, and you're like, <laughs> um, "Dude, do you even know what happens in the seventh? Do you know?" How important Neville's character is to the whole story arc, and how what changes. Yeah, yeah Neville becomes a major player. Yeah, in the once seventh you find book. out exactly who he is, and why. Spoiler alert: His parents died, but I'm not going to say anything about right. it. Right. You're like, oh my god, he he could have been. He could have been Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, but for a change. Of, yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean, and, and, and the whole storyline could have taken that route yeah. by, uh, you know, all of a sudden Harry Potter finds out he's not the one, and it was Neville Longbottom all along mm -hmm. that was the one. So it's yeah. just very interesting. Uh, twist uh, on people yeah. not doing their research before they I still wonder I know she's got more money than she'll ever spend but I do wonder if she hasn't somewhere in the back of her mind said you know maybe just maybe five ten years down the road it might be time to revisit them well that's the thing is what's going to happen to their adult, their entire adult world um, we don't know we yeah there's a flash forward yeah, at the but end of the... there's a huge gap in between, and there's a huge gap there onward. You know, you can go, you can start speculating, say mm. children of. You know, there's there's yeah. all sorts of ideas, and that's the thing is she. You know, it's it's kind of like I I wonder if this is going to end up like Star Wars was, where everybody. I mean, think about this: in the day and age where there wasn't the internet, everybody always assumed there was going to be nine Star Wars films. Because Lucas, at one point in an interview, said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, this is the middle part of a, of a trilogy. This is the middle three films of a nine-film trilogy." And they kept on him and on him and on him, and over and over and over. Every time he put out a project and made an appearance, it was asked, "George, when's the next Star Wars coming? When's the next Star yeah. Wars coming?" Seventeen years passed, and he put the new trilogy out, and he said, "You know, this is it. I'm done. This is the story told." You know, but then he said, "There will be a future in video games. There'll be a future on television." He is still asked, "George, is there going to be another Star Wars film? Is there going to be another Star Wars?" Still, still, still to this day, George, you know, da, da. and personally, I understand the problem. He can't really do a sequel because with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and even Harrison Ford. Harrison said, "I'll do Indiana Jones again, but I'm really not interested in playing Han Solo." They have got a golden storyline that I think would be huge, and I think they're actually testing the water of this with the video game. The, the video games, The yeah. Bioware Knights of the Old Republic was absolutely huge. And I think, I know that I know there's like a 200-year gap because the Sith hadn't been seen for 1,000 years and Yoda's 800 years old or whatever. I think to go back and show the original, the last war between the Sith and the Jedi 
Yeah. Where the Sith were, to the Jedi's knowledge, wiped out of existence forever. Because, you know, you think about this, and yeah, the Jedi were a bunch of nearsighted idiots, but, I got, you know, Obi-Wan says, you know, well, actually, forget that, Qui-Gon says, I was attacked by a guy that was well-trained in the Jedi arts, I think it was a Sith. And the council said, no, no, the Sith have been gone for over a thousand years, no, 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 no. End of the film, you know, Yoda says, always two there are, a master and apprentice, which one did, uh, did you take out, Obi-Wan? Yeah, 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 yeah. They know this has happened. They know this is done. Second film, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyrannus. Uh, Christopher Lee says, there is a Sith Lord in charge of the Senate, which doesn't get any more specific than that. And they're like, yeah, let's look into this. Let's see what's going on. You know, three years later, they're still, yeah, we know there's someone out there, but we haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> and so I'm like, there were 10,000 Jedi Knights. There were two Sith. At one point, there was one. You knew they were out there. Why did you just, eh, whatever. They're no big deal. You know, what happened that made them so complacent? You know, at a day and age when they were all over the place. The Darth Bane books have been really good, actually. I've read all three of them so far. So, anyway. Point is, JK, is she going to constantly be harassed for her life? Are you going to do another Harry Potter? Or are you doing another Harry Potter? Well, they did. They did rumor that she's made eight, I think, it was eight special copies of yes. a book that were given to like the m most wealthiest people in the world, or something like that, as yeah. a gift. They so were like what uh, were those? They were, as I understand, uh, my wife would know it much better than I would. I think it's like a journal or a short story that's referred to within the Harry Potter films. It was basically that come to life. Doesn't really affect the storyline. It just enhances it. Now. Something everybody likes to talk about. Is there going to be any more? What happened? Where there's still a lot of debate as to what the end really was all about. I am pleased to say Warner Brothers home video. Warner Brothers. Scratch that. <laughs> hey, we didn't hold up the we did not hold up the video. Yes. Warner Home we'll put Video. Put that one away and Warner Home Video has a fine collection of films coming out in the not too distant future. <laughs> Wait a second. And we are proud to uh, mention that some of them will be appearing on our show very soon. The latest one is not from Warner Brothers. This is from Walt Disney Touchstone Home Entertainment, Buena Vista, ABC Studio Lost. audio and visual quality this thing is loaded with bonus features it has a 12-minute epilogue called the man in charge which talks about hurley and ben basically in charge of the island you've got deleted scenes you've got all sorts of the powers that be doing commentaries and talking about the fun finale and what exactly it meant and what you can infer from it and all about the characters and creation so for those of you that watch the finale going Huh? Or I think I got it. I think I got it. Watch this. It makes trust me. It it makes a lot more sense after you see it because there are some questions that are answered much better. And you know, some people say, "Well, geez, why wasn't this stuff put into the uh, the final episode?" Well, bottom line, find where it was. But this is uh, you know for those hardcore fans that got to have more. This is it. And like I said, lost the complete sixth season, the final season. Blu-ray DVD out tomorrow, so make sure you check that out from all your favorite DVD locations. Uh, I mentioned Warner Brothers earlier. I wanted to say Fringe Season 2 is on the horizon, 
and uh, a lot of people talk about how good it started off a little iffy but really swung into high gear and redeemed itself we've got a lot of uh, special stuff coming out we talked about last week the alien quadrilogy and how it's uh, excuse me the, not the, the quadrilogy which is the eight disc set they have a blu-ray version of that which has all this stuff and i've done a lot of research on it this week not just the original and director's cut of each of the four films it also has deleted scenes well you say well, okay the director's cut had deleted scenes no no scenes that have never been seen before they went back and they took the videotapes the dvds the laser discs the you know the the enhanced dvd sets everything they took every scrap of content from all of those releases put them on there up the qual sound quality up the video quality and said you know what we also have all this production stuff artwork interviews scenes things that have never been seen before we're sticking it all in there basically if it was ever put to film about any of the alien films it's supposed to be in this scene just like we mentioned last week the star wars blu-rays with the additional footage uh same thing with um the back to the future set which is coming in november now here's an ironic little twist for you darren did you know that michael j fox was not the original choice to play um uh marty, marty McFly? McFly. Uh -uh. it was actually eric stoltz oh wow and he ended up getting a another part in the film kind of like one of the gang that was harassing i think he was played like one of biff's gangs and a lot of his scenes got cut now a lot of people have said is the eric stoltz footage coming in because everyone wanted to see now supposedly the foot he there are scenes of him in the film but not these scenes that everyone's asking for kind of like uh when you go back to star trek voyager kate mulgrew was not captain janeway it was jean via bujold who uh, was a very very famous french canadian actress very famous and stunned the world because she had a very good you know stage and film career going and they're mm -hmm. like you know, there, there were people at Paramount and said, are you sure you want, you know, because her agent said, yeah, she wants this part and blah, blah. And they're like, are you sure you understand that, you know, this is TV, TV's quite different. You're talking 16-hour days, you know, eight, eight, eight months out of the year, blah, 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 conventions. And apparently it was a disaster from day one because, like, they, she didn't like the way they padded up the costume to accentuate her curves. And, you know, after two days, they kind of realized, yeah, this isn't a fit. And so they, you know, they brought Mulgrew in and they'd already started filming the the pilot episode. And on, on uh, the season one DVD, it's quite interesting. They actually have the footage of her from, you know, the two days of filming where they do the, you know, and it, it is interesting because you look at it and you go, wow, that that's kind of a different take on the character. I wonder you know i wonder what would happen and, th and that's common i mean almost every major role at some point someone else was considered for it and you know in some cases um i'd be really interested getting back to the alien set they have like scorny weaver's screen test for ripley in, in it and i'm like yeah this is this is going to be something else so we'll be seeing that later in the year awesome anyway so we have a lot of uh spider-man we have a lot of stuff to get to don't we mm -hmm. and uh activision uh was very kind enough to share with us a uh, new trailer for the next Spider-Man game. I did actually, believe it or not, even though it is not out yet, I have actually played this game. I got the um, good fortune to play it at Comic-Con for a little bit. And uh, once I got used to the controls, I was having a real good time with it. And one of the things that I liked was that the uh, web-slinging was a lot easier in it. There was one of the Spider-Man games a few years back. You kind of had to squeeze a right trigger, squeeze a left trigger, and it was like each hand. And while that was much um, more realistic, 
when you were swinging between buildings, it was kind of a pain because you had to go all the way over here, all the way over here, all the way over here, and you were kind of like kind of like the drunken walk across town whereas the new one they have a more of an automated you know when you're doing that where you hit it it latches on you move out let it go hit another one and you can really do the thing and you can do like the fancy moves coming off much easier and uh the main thing is the combat it was really good free flowing and i i certainly enjoyed taking a taking a leap at someone picking them up and slapping. we're going to have a look at uh the new spider-man game right now and uh we hope to have an interview posted You are going to uh, want to wait around for because it is pretty hot.